Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. Welcome to our Easter service, and uh, we love making a point of celebrating Easter, uh, but we celebrate what Jesus did every day, every week. It's such an important uh, time for us, and one of the things that we've uh, we thought about uh, coming up with an Easter title, an Easter service title, is not an easy thing, and risen Jesus that is alive, lots of great descriptions, but one thing that we really want to do talk about this morning in the light of what Jesus did on the cross for us is the Father's love. And so that's what we've called our service today, the Father's love. You know, it's, it's really important that we remember what Jesus did for us at Easter, We're, that we remember his life, that we remember his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and really three days of history that transformed eternity. That's what we are celebrating today. Three days of history that transformed eternity. And when we consider Easter, it's right that we think about Jesus and we think about God's Son. But actually sometimes we then forget about the Father and we forget about the Holy Spirit. And it's important that at Easter we um, remember God's power and God's wisdom. But above all else, that we remember God's love. Now, I don't know everybody in the room here this morning. My name's Richard. I'm one of the pastors here. You may know me. You may not know me. But all of us will have an opinion or a thought about what God is like. And that could range from not believing there's a God at all, right the way through to believing that God is very real, that he's with us, that he's alive, and that he wants a relationship with us. So not only that, we know him And we know his voice and we know his care and his love. Two extremes and everything in between. But what I know is this. God wants you to know him because God loves you. And God is represented. God is three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And at Easter, we very much think about what the Son did. Jesus Christ came and he lived and he died and he was buried and he rose again. And we think about the Son. But in everything that the Son did... He came to show us the Father. In fact, when Jesus teaches us how to pray, he teaches us the first two words that we learn in the Lord's Prayer is this, our Father. And you know what? God is your Father and he loves you. God is your Father and he loves you. And whether you believe in him or not doesn't make him any less God. Whether you know his love or not doesn't reduce the extent and the size of his love. God loves you and he wants you to know him. And so we're going to show you a video. We interviewed two people to talk to them. We asked them what their thoughts are about God and about Easter and about God being a father. So Sarah and Tim, who are both part of this church, are just going to talk for, a fi- for five minutes in this video about God being a father. So Adam, if you'd show the video for us, that would be great. It's really nice to hear from two parents about what it is to experience love for their children, but then also to understand fresh how God views us. And, you know, I, um, how many people in this room are parents? Just give me a wave. Come on, own up. <laughs> 
But you know, when you become a parent, you, you're not quite sure beforehand how you're going to love your child and what it's going to be like when they're born. But I just remember having this amazing feeling of love this, the moment I saw our newborn babies. And it's kind of it's, it's overwhelming. I wasn't as tired as Sarah was when the children were born. So I had that immediate gushing feeling of love towards them. And, um, you know, each child, as, as they're born, you begin to think, will I have the same amount of love for number two as I did for number one? We gave them names, but... And then when number three comes along, will I love them as much as I've loved the first two? But the amazing thing is, when your children are born, they're not all vying for one piece of the pie that's ever decreasing, but rather your love for them increases and expands and grows. And they're all different. Although they all bear a resemblance to Winston Churchill, they're all very different in how they look and how they grow up, but your love for them is the same. And you know, God loves us in that way. His love for us is great. He loves each one of us. As different as we are, he loves us totally. He loves us, as Tim said, unconditionally. His heart is towards us. He loves us completely. And uh, there's a verse in the Bible that we often refer to. If you could put the slide up, please, Adam. It's John 3, 16 to 17. For God so loved the world... He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. You see, what the Bible says is God doesn't just say that he loves us. He showed that he loves us. Love in action. Love with legs on, if you like. Love expressed by action. A lot of people say you show love more by what you do than by what you say. And at Easter, we remember that God loves us so much that he was willing to give his only son. And his son loves us so much that he was willing to come and to die and to pay the penalty for our sin, to pay the price, to buy us back into relationship with him. Jesus says this, the son of man came to give his life as a ransom for many. He laid his life down. God loves you. God values you. You know, the value of something is an interesting concept, how much something is worth. So we're going to do a little bit of a game now, okay? This is audience participation, and there is a prize. So what we're going to do is I'm going to show two things up on the screen, A and B. And I want you to decide which you think is of the greater value, which is more expensive. And if you vote for A, raise your hand. If you think it's B, raise your hand. You can only vote for A or B. And if you're right, you go through to the next round. If you're wrong, you're out. All right? So you have to be honest with me, honest with yourselves, honest with people around you. Chocolate is at stake, okay? Okay, so here are the first two items. Item A, item B. So iPhone 7 or a Nikon D3300, 3300, I don't know what it is, camera. So if you think A is of greater value, if you think it's more expensive, raise your hand nice and high. Children included here, make sure you get your hands up. If you think the iPhone 7, if you think A, keep your hand up. Okay, put your hand down. If you think it's B, Adam reveal. B's, you're out of the game, I'm afraid. So if you're an A, give me a wave. The A's are still going. B's, you get to go home early. No, no, stay, stay. Okay, next round. A Louis Vuitton handbag, or Jimmy Choo heels. All the men are feeling confident right now. Can I just say, please, please don't talk to your neighbor. Okay, no advice. No Googling. 
Okay, so if you think A is of greater value, raise your hand. Remember, you can only raise your hand now if you're still in the game. A for the Louis Vuitton handbag. Great, thank you. Hands down. If you think it's B, the Jimmy Choo shoes. B's, you're out. All right, if you're still in, give me a wave. All right, you're doing well. Okay, the next round. A Harry Winston diamond ring or a Rolex watch? Okay, uh, that Rolex. Okay, so raise your hand if you think it's the ring. A. Any A's, raise your hand. Okay, hands down. B's, raise your hand. B's, you're going through to the next round. If you're still in, give me a wave. Oh, it's shrinking now. The group is shrinking. Okay, hands down. Next round. A Rolls-Royce Phantom or a three-bedroom house in Hammersmith? If you think it's A, raise your hand. A is of more value. Hands down. B's, raise your hand. Let's have the answers. B's, you're still in. Okay. Next round. Okay, Hollywood and rock and roll memorabilia. Marilyn Monroe's white dress, Elvis Presley's peacock jumpsuit. It's very important that you know it's that specific jumpsuit, okay? Hands up if you, raise a, if you own a jumpsuit. No, right. Okay, if you, think, if you think it's A, raise your hand. Hands down. If you think it's B, raise your hand. Just a little bit for the king there. Thank you very much. The answer is A. All right, some excited A's in the room. If you're still in, if you're able to, would you just stand for a minute if you're still in the game? All right. Okay. Can we give these people a round of applause? Just. Just so you know, we don't think you're materialistic, all right? We just think that you're very good at guessing these things. Okay, next round. The Monet painting or the Fabergé egg? All right, so if you think that the Monet painting is the, of greater value, raise your hand, please. This is very serious. Keep that hand up, Brenda Davis. Or the Fabergé egg, raise your hand. And can we reveal the painting? So please sit down. Wow. All right. It's just this side of the room. There's better signal. Oh, and Tim, there's better signal over this side now already. Okay, last one. This is the final round now. Is it the I-68M yacht or Jeff Koon's aluminium sculpture balloon dog? So if you think A is of greater value, raise your hand. Okay, and if you think B is of greater value, raise your hand. And we'll reveal is the balloon dog. So if you'd like to come forward, please, a round of applause for our two winners. Let's give them a big round of applause. Just to say both eggs are of equal value and neither are Fabergé, so. 
But you know, it's an interesting thing. There were some surprises up there about what we thought was of more value than, than the other. And, um, you know, the, th- the thing about value is it's based on so many different things. It's based on beauty. It's based on how, uh, how original it is, the skill, the time that's needed, what it's made of, the materials. But ultimately, the value is based on what the buyer is willing to pay for it. And you know what? God was willing to pay the ultimate price for us Why? Because he loves us and he values us. He was willing to pay. If you put the next slide up, it says this, God paid a ransom to save you from the life, the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it wasn't paid with mere gold or silver. You know, those items are considered to be of great value, especially the last two items. But that's nothing. Those things are nothing because they lose their value. They will disappear But the ultimate precious commodity, the only thing that God could ever buy us back with because he loves us and values us, is the blood of his son, Christ. The sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him to be a ransom for you. I want to say to you today, God loves you. He values you. He sent his son to die for you. He bought you back with his precious, the precious blood of his son, Jesus Christ says this in the Bible. It says, we love each other because God first loved us. You know what? God made the first move. God showed us how much he loved us by sending his son into the world so that we could know him and have a relationship with him. If you just put the next slide up, please. Just want to say this morning to you, you are a VIP. How many people feel like a VIP? Be honest. Not that many people, a few people, that's good. But to God, your heavenly father, number one, you have value. He values you. He loves you. You're worth everything to him. He gave his son for you. And Jesus came to die for you because you're of great value. Secondly, this, he has an identity for you. He wants you to know that you're his child. Tim said that when you become a Christian, you begin to realize that God is your father. When you give your life to God, when you give your life to him and you ask Jesus to come into your life, you recognize the price he paid for you. The Bible tells us this, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and tells us that we're sons of God, children of God, have an identity because of what God has done for us. And the last thing is this, God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for your life. He wants you to know him. He wants you to know that he loves you, he values you, you have an identity as his child, and he has a plan and a purpose for your life, which is fantastic and great. Ephesians 2.10 says this, we are God's masterpiece. Forget Monet, forget Fabergé. We, God's people here in this room, you are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God is your heavenly father. He loves you. He values you. He wants you to know that you're his child and that he has a plan and a purpose for you. You know, if somebody buys you something of great value or significance, it demands a response. When somebody shows their love for you, it demands a response. And really, it goes one of two ways. Either you accept that and you say thank you and and you express love for them, or you say no thank you. I don't, I'm not interested, I don't want that, and you turn away. 
And so this morning, I just want to say this, as I've said about God loving you, as we've sung songs about God's love and how deep the Father's love is for us, as we remember that God values us and he wants us to know him, the question is this, what is your response to that going to be? What is my response to that going to be? Can we just close our eyes, please, for a moment? Just going to pray. And just ask you to consider again that God loves you. He's your father. He wants you to know him. He sent his son to die for you because he loves you and he values you. Jesus doesn't, didn't stay dead. He rose again and he showed that there's a way to relationship with our heavenly father through him, through our faith and trust in him. Lord, I want to thank you that you love each person in this room right now. Holy Spirit, I ask that right now you would show and allow them to experience that love. That you would just touch their hearts right now, that you'd speak to them and show them how much you love them, Lord. That they'd know that they're of great value to you. That you want them to know you as their father because they're your children. And that you have a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And Lord, I pray that as we go from here today and as we continue um, enjoying our Sunday, Lord, that you would remind us time and again of your love for us and your desire to have a relationship with us. And just pray that, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.